cross, and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Catabel, la vaca, Ama Rodríguez tirando, golazo, taque, 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 gol, gol, vino, 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 gol de Mundial, taque, taque, gol, gol, taque, taque, gol, 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 taque, taque, gol. Oh, Zinedine, oh, Zinedine, pas ça, pas du tout, pas ça, Zinedine. Pas ça, Zinedine. Oh non. Oh non, pas ça. Hello and welcome to Bend It Like Beckett 2.0. I am your host, Scott Bedgood, here with my co-host. Brian Fleischer. Brian Fleischer. It's 2.0 because there's no more World Cup. This is post-World Cup. Post-World Cup. New style. I'm still in mourning. I'm getting over it. Doesn't it feel like... It feels like the World Cup was both yesterday and like three months ago. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, we've got the Premier League coming up here in a few weeks, so we will have some games to watch on the weekend, something to do. We've got the International Champions Cup going on right now in the Ooh. United States. Yeah, which is, you know, both silly and something to do, something to pay attention to. Yeah, but no, you, you're not really paying attention to it. And I think uh, the point was made online that as American soccer fans get more and more savvy, savvy. and they follow the English or the European game more and the world game more, they're going to kind of see through the Champions Cup or whatever it's called, the international, when they don't run out, when they're running out, they're basically their under-21 team and, you know... It's not going to be full-on messy Rakitic. Yeah, yeah, it is. There's a reason, you know, Liverpool is is, um, part of that Uh in the U.S. And I looked into, you know, trying to go. Uh But the thought that I had was, okay, I'd pay a few hundred bucks for the flight to either Chicago or Charlotte or something. Get there, and then I'm watching, like you said, not the full team, not really trying. I wouldn't care who won or lost, and it's kind of like, I'd rather save that money and one day go to England to an actual game that matters and get the environment. Yeah. You know, because I don't necessarily care about seeing a bunch of players in a Liverpool shirt that aren't really going to be part of the team with no atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, So... I, I, you know, if it was in Dallas, I would go, but I wouldn't travel for it just because, yeah, like you said, it, we're savvy enough now to know that that's not a real. This this actually came up on my Facebook memories from today, nine years ago today. I went out to Cowboy Stadium to see Chelsea and Club America in oh, the yeah. uh, International Champions Cup, and I don't remember really anyone mm-hmm. who. Who played? I think John Obi McKell played, and then a bunch of kind of younger guys who were n- never really amounted to much. Right. Um, John Terry was on the bench. I believe Frank Lampard was on the bench. Ashley Cole was on the bench. Peter Check might have played, um, but it was it was. And to be fair, it was the last game of the tournament for them. Right. And I use tournament in quotes, but it was <laughs> the last game of the tournament and. Um, they actually won the tournament based, after they, they beat get, Club America. And you get a little trophy. Yeah. And they like did a little presentation and handed it to John Terry. And he was like, all right. Oh, yeah, and he yeah. just kind of held it up and like 
the fa- like the, the the team wasn't even really paying attention to what was going on. <laughs> it, it was it was really kind of spare, but um, it was it, it was fun to see. Like you said, if if they were here, I'd probably go see Chelsea. Right. But um, Barcelona will be here um, next Tuesday. Yeah, playing Roma. Playing Roma. Yeah, I went about four or five years ago. Roma and Real Madrid played at the Cotton Bowl, and me and my friends went, and it was it was really cool. But uh, again, you know, there weren't as many stars. You know, Ronaldo didn't play, and the whole crowd just wanted to see Ronaldo. Yeah. and he came out like he wasn't even dressed, mm-hmm. uh, and he came out and like waved, and everyone lost their minds. <laughs> that said, you know, Bale played, Modric played. Uh, but you know there were a lot of mixed in players. But the, I, I've told you this before. But the main memory I have of that game is Francesco Totti, uh-huh. who was incredible, uh, just like different level than everyone else. And he, you know, this was his probably he was probably two years away from retirement at this point. And uh, the passes he made, the uh, shots he took, the runs he made, he was it was actually really interesting to watch a game like that. Yeah. And he scored the only goal and it was 1-0. I mean, it wasn't too exciting, but we, we all came away from that like, man, we have not watched enough Francesco Totti because we don't watch the Serie A. You know? yeah. And we were just like, he's an incredible player. <clears throat> that said, again, it, it, it's it's cool, but it's, it's really – I was thinking about this. They send their uh, preseason tour teams over here when we – we, as in the U.S., the NFL – when they play a game in London, it's a real game. Yeah. It might be Jaguars-Bills, but it's a real game that counts. Uh-huh. And uh, basketball's going to have a couple games in London again. They already did it um, mm-hmm. this last season. Uh, you know, Those are real games. Yeah. There, there's a difference there. And I don't think that the Premier League would ever take a home game away from a team and well, play it, here. It comes up every few years um, doing a 39th game. Really? That it, it, it hasn't... It, I remember this a few years that they wanted to add a 39th game and the teams would play not only in the States but in a foreign country. The right. 39th game would not be in England. Um, so it is a game that counts. Um, but at the same time, if you get Brighton, Middlesbrough or whatever right. in, in Chicago, how many people are going to go see that or whatever? Yeah. So. It'd be pretty easy to see through or see the, the problems with that because 38 is a perfect schedule. You mm-hmm. play everyone twice. So then somebody's going to be playing Manchester City t- three times. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's not fair because they got to play uh, Huddersfield three times. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that, that that probably would never happen. Yeah. But it is an interesting thing. Um, I do want to say, if you're wondering why the sound is a little different, the microphones have already been shipped to the National, which is happening next week, and uh, so we're using a wireless setup today. It's a little different, a little yes. sensitive. Yes, but the uh, the National is next week. There's a lot of uh, happenings going on there. And, yep, uh, we'll so. be in Cleveland uh, starting Wednesday, I believe the VIP um, event is Wednesday night and then it open to the public on Thursday and runs through Sunday at five or six o'clock something yeah. like that so it's it's a, the biggest show sports card show of course um, in the country um, it, it tons of autograph signing uh, guests 
no soccer that I can remember looking at. I don't right. think there's any soccer. Um, I've been going, I was thinking this morning, I believe this is my 12th national, not in a row, but 12th national in the last 15. And it, every few years there'll be a guy, there'll be a table with soccer stuff. Um, a few years ago there was a, I believe he was from Costa Rica, who who had a lot of um, jerseys and, and autographs and he had a whole soccer section. Um, so that was really cool to see, but generally I'll be interested to see with this being a World Cup year if there's any increase in, in soccer presence at the show. Of course, it's majority of it is baseball, uh, followed by football, basketball, and, and hockey, but um, I'll be on the lookout for some soccer and hopefully I'll be able to find something and we'll report back. Yes, we will report back. I would think there has to be something. You can every yeah, you can find, you know, an, a one-off card here and there. Somebody got a messy card in a deal. Um but but generally it it's to find a um a soccer specific uh table, a dealer. It, it, it's rare. Yeah, I, I would think that there would be with the rise of Pulisic, mm-hmm. I would think there there would be some Pulisic related material, maybe even at the Panini booth or something yeah. like that. I would that that has to be an appealing thing to the collector these days. Yeah, well, there's a dealer who only deals in Japanese cards and memorabilia. Oh, yeah. So so there are, and there's another guy who only deals in boxing memorabilia. So there are, niche. you know, niche dealers there. Um, they're just sometimes hard to find, but I'll have four days to wander the show and, and try and find them. Yes, report back. I will. So, you know, this summer, and it's funny, we talked about the World Cup just ended, and like before we can even mourn uh, soccer being gone, the, like we said, the preseason tournaments are going on. The Premier League starts in less than a month, and it feels like it just ended. Yeah. Uh, so I almost wish that there was a longer off season because I don't get a chance to miss it. Other sports, I'm like, ooh, when is college football coming back? Ooh, <laughs> when is baseball coming back? Uh, basketball and soccer, like, basically don't end. Yeah. No, you know? they don't. This I have this, I don't want to, I'll say discussion with my wife. This is not an argument. Yes. But she says, I said, oh, no, no this, oh, I can't do this that, that morning because it's the, the first Chelsea game of the season. She said, didn't, did Chelsea just finish their season, like, six weeks ago? I said, yeah, there's whatever. There's no... No, off season. Off season. I don't know how these guys aren't just hurt all the time. Yeah. So I, I wanted to run down really quickly the stereotypical storylines from your team's preseason camps. Mm-hmm. Tell me how many of these you read every summer with Chelsea. So the first one and the one that I know is for every team, the player who was hurt most of last season is healthy now, and he hopes he can be like a new signing. For the coach. Yes. That yeah. happens every season. Every year. The player says it, and the coach says, hey, he's like a new signing. <laughs> for this year, for, for Liverpool, it's Adam Milana, who missed like the entire season. He hopes he can be a new signing for Jurgen yeah. Klopp. I mean, and basically what he's saying is, please don't sell me. Yes. Give me another chance. Yes. <laughs> uh, the other one is the young player who's really impressing mm-hmm. and made a big impact on the coach. Mm-hmm. And he's fighting for his place in the squad, but he'll definitely be loaned out to a championship team. 
Yes, and he's probably with the team now on the international champions. Yes. Cup he's getting or whatever it's called. He's getting a run out every game. Yeah. He thinks it's going to make him a first mm-hmm. team player and he will be uh, loaned to like Derby and then <laughs> next summer he'll be sold full like completely sold to yeah. you know Brighton and Hope. Yes. That happens all the time. I I have stopped getting my hopes up about young Liverpool players. You know, there's guys like uh, names you probably don't even know, but like Jordan Rossiter. Mm-hmm. He played uh, in the Europa League a couple years ago. Scored like a really long range goal, and it was like this guy's the next Steven Gerrard. You know, a local lad, mm-hmm. as they say. And he was sold to Rangers like last summer for like <laughs> two million. Or, you know, and it was like, oh man, I kind of I really yeah, thought that I, guy was the next guy. I tune out promising young academy yes, star and always. all this. You, you can't pay attention too much until they till they actually show it, um, until they actually get enough runouts with the big mm-hmm. team with the first team in games that matter, and start Josh McEachern McEachern is that his name? A few years ago was going to be the next great yeah. Chelsea midfielder. Had a few great games, changed managers, which is typical of Chelsea, and I don't know where he's playing right now. But right. It's not with Chelsea. Yeah, and then the uh, the last storyline is the – it's along the same lines. It's the player that everyone knows is going to be sold but hasn't been sold yet. Mm-hmm. That's the big is, one. Who is fighting – he's going to stay and fight for his place. Mm-hmm. He – the manager is impressed by him. And, uh, you know, all these storylines, and then he's sold, which you already knew he's going to be sold, but you suddenly got your hopes up, if you like the player, mm-hmm. that he's actually going to make the squad, and he's not going to be sold because of how well he's playing in the International Champions Cup. But really, it's just, you know, he, he, you knew he was going to be sold. Like, for Liverpool, I'm pretty sure Daniel Sturridge is still going to be sold. Uh-huh. But he's playing a lot, and he's looking healthy. Let me tell mm-hmm. you, if you've ever heard this before, <laughs> he's looking healthy and stronger than ever. But all these storylines are just so they can get a higher price for the player. Yeah, they're just trying to build up the player and show him, you know, show what he can do and say, oh, look how, how healthy he is, how he's recovered, and look what he can do now. How about $15 million? Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> in in May when you hear they want $15 million, it's like, yeah. why would anybody pay $15 million for that guy? He hasn't done anything. Couple good games and a goal or two in the International Champions Cup, and then you're like, "Well, fifteen million might be low for this guy. He's going to be great." Well, I'll add the storyline that you might have experienced last year with Coutinho, and mm-hmm. I'm experiencing now with Hazard and Courtois is the superstar guy the fans all love, but he's become unsettled at the club, and he's going to be sold, and you just know he's going to be sold, and they're just dragging it out and Hazard's going to go to Real Madrid. Courtois go to Real Madrid. Right. Um, it's just a matter of time, whether it happens now, whether it happens in December, um, whether it happens next August. Um, it's so deflating. Yeah, it really is. And, and, and everyone's interpreting every Instagram post and mm-hmm. every action in a random game. And it, it's, you know, there's all kinds of falsehoods out there Mm -hmm. and especially when it's a transfer to a spanish league team where they have their propaganda arms you know uh, i think what is it marca is real madrid's and then there's uh whatever barcelona's is that just put out fake stories constantly to unsettle the player well we saw we were i think i mentioned it a few episodes ago when uh 
when the news of Ronaldo's transfer went down and, and someone read was reading into an Instagram post by Marcelo that said something about, oh, yeah. we will be together soon or something, yeah. and then all of a sudden Marcelo's going to Juventus too. Or... I mean, remember, uh, was it last summer with PK's post with Neymar that said Cicada? Yeah. And everyone was like, so PK says he's staying. Okay. Yeah. Two, like three days later or something, <laughs> Neymar's gone. gone to PSG, and then everyone was just ripping PK yeah. and, and you know saying like, "What are you doing?" And yeah, it's all very dramatic. It, 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 this and the NBA uh, free agency, the two most dramatic uh, transfer window or free agency times, where it's all personality driven mm-hmm. and rumors and everything like that. Aren't they moving maybe next year or 2020 to have the transfer window end before the start of the season? It's this year. This year. Is so it? that's why there's been a lot more seemingly activity that it opened earlier mm-hmm. for Premier League teams and they want it closed before the season starts. So a lot of stuff has to be done between now and like August 14th or something. Yeah. So there should be a lot of excitement. Let's run down. I, I did three categories of transfers. Okay. Um, and this is certainly not exhaustive. This is just the things that caught my eye. Uh-huh. So we've got big transfers, we've got short circuit transfers, and we've got sneaky good transfers. Sneaky good. Okay. So obviously we'll run down the big ones first. Ronaldo to Juventus, 105 million euros. That's massive. Yeah. And, and a lot of these are Juventus related because mm-hmm. they've been doing some business. Uh, Emre Chan from Liverpool went to Juventus on a free and he's getting paid a ton of money. And this yeah. was before they were going to get Ronaldo. This was a move that they've been trying to make, or they've been working on since last summer. Uh-huh. So that was a big move for them. Uh, kind of, I think they hope he slots into the Sammy Kadira role as Kadira gets a little older. Yeah. They want him to be that defensive midfielder, but he's got a little bit more offensive firepower than than uh, Kadir has ever had, and he's still pretty young. He's very inconsistent, but I think they think he can be this sort of world-class player because they're paying him a lot of money. Yeah. This one, this is what I didn't even realize happened, and maybe I'm an idiot for not realizing this, but Douglas Costa to Juventus. I didn't see that one either. Yeah, 40 million So we're both Euro. idiots. Yeah. So 40 million euro. I think he might have already been on loan to Juventus, and this was a full-time transfer because I don't think he was on Bayern last year. But anyway... That means that Juventus's attack will involve Douglas Costa, Ronaldo, Dybala, and I guess Higuain, but he's probably going to be sold. But anyway, that's going to be a pretty incredible attack. Yeah. Uh, another one, and this may may go in this. Maybe Dybala will keep his mouth shut and say yeah. he won't say that I can't play with yeah, Ronaldo. He should or say I, I can I do anything play. you want. I can yes. definitely play with Ronaldo. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and then they do play different positions, but Dybala <laughs> should just keep his mouth shut for sure. Because they have a great chance of winning the, the yeah. Champions League this year. Uh, maybe this could be in the sneaky good one, but Leon Goretzka from, uh, I think, Schalke to mm-hmm. Bayern Munich. He was rumored to go to Liverpool, Chelsea, you know, a lot of these teams. Yeah. He's a really, really good, really young midfielder. Uh, kind of similar to like Emery Chan positioning, kind of defensive, but I think it can be pretty offensive. And it was a free transfer as well. So there was a lot of rumors all season about where he was going to go. He obviously goes to the most obvious team in Bayern. Yeah. I think that's going to be a big one because I guess now their midfield will be Goretzka and Thiago. Um, so that's that's a really good midfield and a young player. Uh, you're going to roll your eyes, but Alisson to Liverpool, most expensive goalkeeper in history, could be a really big thing because that was obviously Liverpool's biggest 
weakness. Yeah. And then Liverpool also got Fabinho, who is a defensive midfielder from Monaco, and Keita from uh, Leipzig, mm-hmm. Red Bull Leipzig, or actually, uh, yeah, Red Bull Leipzig. Oh. But he played for the other Red Bull Salzburg first, yeah. and then Red Bull Leipzig. <laughs> um, and uh, he's sort of like all around box to box midfielder. Yeah, but. Those were the three biggest weaknesses for Liverpool last season. The goalkeeper, as we all know, they did not have a defensive midfielder, so there were a lot of games where they got up by a lot and they yeah. couldn't hold on to it. And then Keita is kind of a Coutinho replacement. They hope he can be even more than that, but that's kind of their plan Plan there. They also got Jardin Shakiri. Jardin Shakiri, yes. Um, and, so, and then Everton. This is a massive transfer for a player I don't know really anything about. I think it was fifty million for Richarlison from Watford. No, right? No, I've never seriously. Yes, yes. So, yes, they paid fifty million, or maybe it was forty. But I'll look this up. But it's an, an insane amount of money for him, and he might be great. But so yeah, fifty is, million pounds. So we're he, talking like sixty million euros. So he is a winger. See Brazilian, Portuguese. He is Brazilian, and so remember the Everton coach De Silva is was the Watford coach. Okay, but that's a crazy amount of money. So, so you know Everton fans they're always comparing themselves to Liverpool in, in that sense, and so Liverpool's attack is twenty nine million for Firmino, thirty two for Mane, and. 38 or something for Salah mm-hmm. and now Everton has sunk 50 million into Richarlison and I think it was what almost 50 million for Sigurdsson last year so they're putting a ton of money in their attack I think Belasi was in the 30s or 40s as yeah. well so I, listen that could be the greatest transfer ever you know a, well, a guy that can tra- that can cross it into Cenk Tolson Four hours ago reported, now take this with a grain of salt. Goal.com is reporting Everton finally set to land Yeri Mina from Spanish Giants Barcelona with 27 million pound bid. See, that's so crazy. Everton's got, Everton's is, got money to spend. How is Richarlison more expensive? Yeri Mina's a very good player. Mm-hmm. That would be a really big transfer for them. Uh, I would think that he would cost more than Richarlison. Again, maybe I know nothing about Richarlison. He was born in 1997, he's a young player. He's very yeah. good, but uh, he might be very good. I, I really don't know much about that one, but that's a big-time transfer. And then uh, I was going to have you fill us in on Chelsea's big moves. Don't give away the goalkeeper one. That's a that's Well, that's a, the biggest uh, uh, move that was just announced yesterday was we acquired the great world-class keeper, Rob Green. Did that just say don't give away the Well, sorry. Uh, the, 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 the big transfer really for, for Chelsea has been Jorginho. 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 No, no, he's, 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 port, he's so Brazilian. It's so it's Ja, right? He's Brazilian. Jorginho. Who played for Napoli. Yes. And I guess gained Italian citizenship because he's got some um, Italian ancestors. T- he, no, he's got some uh, uh, caps for the Italian national team. Really? Yes, he does. Um, midfielder, um, 
had his first game the other day against Perth Glory in, in, uh, <laughs> in Australia. Chelsea won, one nil. Um, was impressive. Um, kind of a controlling midfielder. Um, yeah, so. that, that's interesting because um, so Liverpool got Fabinho, mm-hmm. the Brazilian defensive midfielder. Um, Manchester United got, I believe, Fred, the defensive midfielder. Mm-hmm. And then Chelsea got Jorginho, the de- Brazilian defensive midfielder. 57.4 so, million pounds. There was a lot of money put into Brazilian uh, defensive midfielders. And then, of course, uh, they also have Renato Augusto, that's a Brazilian defensive midfielder. They have Paulinho. They have Fernandinho. There's a, a, a lot of Brazilian defensive Brazil- midfielders. Uh, so now... Manchester City will have Fernandinho, Manchester United Fred, Liverpool Fabinho, Chelsea Jorginho. Who will be the best of the Brazilian slash Italian Brazilian defensive midfielders? <laughs> There's a lot of money being put into those guys. We'll see who actually works out. Obviously, we know Fernandinho has already worked out, but yeah, that's going to be very interesting. Short circuit transfers. These are ones. These are players you've heard of that you probably didn't know were on said team. And when you're watching a game in November against this team, you'll be like, well, wait, what? Yeah. So I'm going to stop that short-circuiting right now with a few of these. Did you know former Chelsea great Andre Skrla is on loan to Fulham? I did not. So when your team's playing Fulham this year and Skrla's running down the wing, you'll be like, whoa, hey. (laughs) I remember him. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) He's been all over since. You know, he's at uh, Dortmund and... Um, I think Wolfsburg. Yeah, he's been all now over. Now he's back to the Premier League. Okay. Former Brazilian, or sorry, not Brazilian, Barcelona starlet, Gerard Deleofeu. Oh, yeah. Is, I remember wanting, I remember looking for his stickers and cards a few years ago. He was great. Yeah. And he was on loan at Everton, didn't do much, went back to Barcelona, didn't do much. Now he is on Watford on a permanent. Okay. Watford's doing some business. Um... This one will hurt your brain. Former, I'm going to get this, say this right. Former U.S. star, the United States, the American Messi, the Yankee Ronaldo. Uh oh, you're building this up, so it's probably not. It was Julian a- Green. Oh no, has Where's- been permanently transferred to Spielvereinigung Greater Firth. In the two Bundesliga. Well. Remember when he was going to be awesome? He scored in the World Cup. He did score in the World Cup against... Uh, Belgium. Belgium. He did. And that was just the last World Cup. That was and he was, what, like 14. 19? Yeah, he came on and got a goal. I mean, he was Pulisic before Pulisic. Yeah. But what we thought was, he's on Bayern, so he's going to be great. Yeah. The truth was, he never really played for Bayern. No. Pulisic has been playing for Dortmund, Dortmund for years. Playing well. Right. There's a massive and difference, contributing, obviously. yes. But, yes, Julian Green is now on a two-Bundesliga <laughs> oh, no. team. It's a little disappointing. But, you know, it is what it is. Maybe he can carve out a career there. Another short-circuit one I had was uh, the Rob Green to Chelsea. Yes. But it's not like we're going to see him on the field too often. No, he'd be the the third uh, string keeper behind Courtois, assuming he stays for the season. And then even if he doesn't. Then it's uh, Willy Caballero. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so maybe we will see Rob Green. Maybe Rob Green will get a run. He'll probably go out in like the 
the League Cup. Carabao the, Cup. Carabao Cup. Not the Caribou Cup. The Carabao Cup. Um, another one, this one is not, this is one that you might find yourself during the season saying, whatever happened to Daily Blend? Oh, former Manchester United. Yes, transferred back great. to Ajax, where he came from. But remember when he came in with Louis van Gaal uh-huh. after the great run by the Dutch in the last World Cup? Yeah. It was like Daly Blind was going to be a star. He could do it all. He was yeah. a defender. He could attack. He was, you know, he was key to Manchester United's revitalization. And now he's back to Ajax. He was good for a couple of years, but I guess. Well, Anthony Marichal is another one who was supposed to be a superstar, the, 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 the Frenchman. And yeah. he was going to be great. And now he's unhappy and wants to leave. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I think he still has... has a lot of potential. Yeah, I don't know. He just he, I, I read that he he and which makes sense. He and his agent are saying he just wants some first team football, and he's not getting enough of that at at United. Uh, yeah, that's always the uh, the thing. Uh, so then I've got the final set is the sneaky good the okay. transfers that I think are not going to get much play but could be really big. Yeah, um, like. This is going to be a little Premier League heavy like it already has been, but that's just what we watch the most, so yeah. it's easiest to notice these things. Felipe Anderson from Lazio, okay. the attacking midfielder, Brazilian attacking midfielder, to yeah. West Ham, okay, which is a pretty big money transfer. He's not a player that you, you may have heard of, but he's really, really good, really talented, but I think has always had issues with, um, I don't know if it's attitude or work rate or there's there's always been questions about him there's some story where when he moved to Italy he he couldn't learn Italian and he didn't want to try or something uh-huh. and so he knew like one thing to order on menus and he kept ordering it and he like gained too much weight <laughs> like some crazy there was a ridiculous story like that yeah so it maybe he's a disaster at West Ham or he could be the Payette of West Ham yeah this year you know one of those guys where you, you might know is pretty good and then he shows up and you're like oh my gosh guys, this guy's fantastic. incredible for yeah. a season or two so that one could be interesting uh, Licksteiner to Arsenal for on a free mm-hmm. as a right back, really experienced, really good right back, Swiss player, played at Juventus for a long time, and then several of these are connected to Sporting CP in, mm-hmm. in Portugal. Portugal, where their fans broke into the uh, training facility and attacked the players. Yeah. So that how that that didn't go over well. Right? Didn't work out. And everybody team. like basically so said we want we want everyone out. was given a release. Yeah, they they were able to leave for free. And they had some really good players. So Rui Patrizio to Wolves. Wolves have done a lot of really good business mm-hmm. uh, in their first season back in the Premier League in a, in a few years. Uh, so very good goalkeeper. He was a starting keeper for Portugal. Um, he's like 30, 31. So he's very experienced. Uh, Gelson Martins to Atletico Madrid. Okay. An attacking player. I think a, a winger, an attacking midfielder. But a very good player. A player that you would want your team to pay $25 million for or something. Yeah. He goes for free to Atletico Madrid. Uh, and then uh, this is another Portuguese player, but it's a different. He was not a, a, a sporting player, but uh, Joao Matinho, he's on Wolves now. So Wolves has got a, a lot, lot of players, of, and yeah. I, I didn't even list all this. So they're, they're spending money. They are trying to stay in the Premier yeah. League. They're not just happy to be here. Um, and then Danny Ward, who was Liverpool's third string keeper, he's real young, but he was the Huddersfield keeper when they uh, – 
got promoted from the championship. Okay. And is supposed to be very good, but he's too young, and Liverpool spent all the money on Alisson. So they sent him to Leicester for like 13 or 14 million pounds for a third, yeah. their, their third it's a, string it's a keeper. Lot of money. Yeah. Uh, because Leicester is rumored to be selling Schmeichel to um, Roma. So Alisson comes from Roma. Uh, Ward goes to Leicester, and then Leicester is supposed to be selling Schmeichel to Roma or something like that. Yeah. So again, if Schmeichel to Roma might be a pretty good transfer for Roma. But that's really, I thought that was really interesting that Liverpool, the team that looked at as having no good keepers, they're going to have to sell Ward. They probably will sell Carius. They'll probably sell Mignolet. Now who's their backup keeper? They went from having three good keepers yeah. and no great keeper to supposed to be one great keeper and who knows what their backup <laughs> is. But they got 13 or 14 million pounds for the backup. They had it last night. I was watching Liverpool in the whatever it's called, the International Champions Cup, and they had a, I want to say, I only watched a little bit of it, but... I want to say a 19-year-old Irishman who, who made a, a good save uh, right in front of goal and then let Sané's goal. I mean, it was a good goal by Sané, but um, he got beat on that. But he looked okay in the yeah. 20 minutes that I saw in a preseason that, friendly. That, you know, that, that goes back to what we were talking about. The nothing, nothing rings more true than the keeper who thinks that they're fighting for their spot on the team and then literally won't see a, a single... Danny Ward was that guy for years. Yeah. Like, he saw no action for Liverpool. But everyone, this guy's really good. He's yeah. 19, he's 20, he's 21. He just won the championship with Huddersfield. He Is he going to get a run out? And no, of course not. No. <laughs> and he's, you know, now he's sold. And he might be, for 15 years, the best keeper Leicester's ever had. Yeah. But he was never going to see a, a game for Liverpool because Liverpool and Chelsea and Manchester City and all those teams, they don't have time to let a young keeper establish himself yeah especially as a keeper do you have to buy a, a finished product because you can't have well you know in two years he's going to be really good because the keeper has to be great every game yeah so that that always rings true with the uh, the stereotypes that we're talking about so uh you know let's get into some hobby talk yeah let's talk a little hobby we've got three quick product previews for you one of these we talked about um in the world cup podcast um, but it's getting close to release date. Um, 2018 Panini Eminence World Cup Soccer releases on August 3rd. Now, uh, are you sitting down, Scott? Oh, hold on. <laughs> Whoa, that's loud. Now you're sitting now down. Now I'm sitting down. All right, this is $9,000 for a box. <laughs> but you do get 10... Follow, stay with me. You get 10 cards for that $9,000. Every box of Eminence. Now this is super high end, obviously super what are we premium. There? Well, I don't know. We, we usually we we do get stuff for box break box busters. They won't. We let don't us. get Eminence. They're not going to let us. No, they're look not going to give Eminence. Um, I'm sure they will have uh, copy or examples of the cards at the national. That I'll take some pictures and, and try and send back. We can tweet them out. But each box will contain ten cards with a minimum of nine autographs. And this autograph list is the best of the best. You know the the all time greats. Um, one in four of these boxes. So if you buy four boxes, so you just spend thirty six thousand, you're going to get a hot box, and hot boxes um, deliver additional um, autograph content. So you'll get fifteen cards in your hot box. So like Rob Green. No, um, Rob Green is not in, in this. 
in this. So it's got the first on-card autographs of more than 11 legends. There's cut signatures. There's enormous patches and diamond cards and real silver and real gold and real platinum embedded wow. in the cards. Real gold. Yeah, in each box, you're going to get, we talked about this, but I'll go over it again real quick. You're going to get either a Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, or the Brazilian Ronaldo. You're going to get one of those in one of your boxes, guaranteed. Wow. Um, you also get either a Neymar, Pele, Ronaldinho, Maradona, or Baggio. You're going to get one of those. Wow. Last, you're going to get either a Pulisic, Javier Hernandez, Coutinho, Cantona, Gabriel Batistuta, or Zico. So... Of your nine autographs, three, are, they're going to be from each of those groups. Yeah, and so it's a mix of current legends and past legends. So Correct. whichever one that you're more into, mm -hmm. you, you will probably get a little of both. So everyone's satisfied. If you're a huge fan of the old Brazilian stars like Zico. Mm -hmm. Or Pele. Or Pele, yeah. Yeah. Was Pele in there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, he is. Oh, dang, I didn't yeah, even yeah. hear that. And Ronaldinho? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you got some big names Is there. Is Ronaldinho also signed by his two wives? Okay, sir. <laughs> Talk about that in the next pod. Yes. Um, so, the next product, a little more affordable, slightly. I'm also sitting down for this one, though. Good, good. This releases on August 22nd and is about $40 a box. A little more in our wheelhouse. This is 2018 Stadium Club MLS from Tops. Okay. Um, 16 packs per box, eight cards per pack. Stadium Club is a, a brand going back to 1991 in baseball, and it's known for its really good uh, photography and full, full bleed photos. So they've brought that to their MLS product for the last few years, so this year will be no different. You've got your base set and, and three or four different levels of parallels. You got a couple basic inserts with parallels, of course. You got autographed versions of those inserts. Um, each box, you're going to get two autograph cards of MLS stars. We don't have a checklist yet, but you know you got a good chance of, of getting some some nice MLS autograph content if that is your thing. So, um, co-signers, which is a famous insert in all the uh, stadium club brands, is a dual signed card. Uh, oftentimes, teammates or um, players who have some sort of connection. So you may see something like a Jilti Altador or Michael Bradley, something oh, along those lines. Um, again, we don't have the checklist yet, um, but that is coming soon. Coming soon. I, yeah, I really like the stadium club look. Yeah, the it's really cool. Yeah, they're, they're really, really, really nice. Yeah. Um, again, that's August 22nd. Finally, 2018-19. This is also from Tops. This comes out a little later. This was just announced, though, so I thought I'd, I'd quick touch on it. This doesn't come out until the end of November, November 30th, actually. This is 50 packs per box, six cards per pack, and it's only $50. This is Tops 2018-19 Champions League match attacks. So match attacks, mm. I've, you've got a, uh, who do you have? Salon and Firmino. Firmino yeah. yeah, match attacks. So match attacks is kind of a trading card game that Topps has created um, and has been, um, it's a, been a brand for at least 10 years. Um, so they've got some foil cards and some short, you know, short printed cards, um, but it's, it's Champions League themed. So you buy a box, you build your little deck, and you play. I've played with my kids a few times with the. It's big with the kids. Yeah, it is. It is. So um, this is the kind of thing they say. Stickers are popular with kids, the Panini stickers. Yeah. But 
uh, almost more popular, or definitely more popular with the adults. Yeah. But the match attacks are what kids typically play. Yeah, and they do have, um, in the past, they've had some um, first player cards that eventually, you know, you look back and like, oh, when is, I'm just going to make this up, Mondrich's first card. And this isn't the case, but you look back and it turns out it's some match attacks product. So they do a good job of, of, of getting um, going pretty deep on these lineups. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be a big a, a big base set checklist um, again featuring the 2018-19 Champions League, which I'm sure early qualifying has probably started going on with some of these really small countries. Yeah, like like FC Karabakh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Out of Armenia the, yes. or, or Azerbaijan. They're, they're yeah, playing, who yeah. get to the group stages and then just get demolished. Yeah, but um, there's always yeah one of those teams. It's great. You're like, I've never <laughs> seen this name. And I they've had like how to pronounce it. It's like it's almost like the FA Cup where they've had like ten rounds of qualifying just to get to the group stage. Mm-hmm. And so um, yeah, so tops that that comes out on November thirtieth. So you can collect, swap, and play with tops match attacks. That's what it just says on their sell sheet. Here, wow, so. you sounded you sounded like a great spokesman. Well, I was just reading. I, yeah, I'm a good reader. Yeah. So Brian will be at the National next I week. I will. So I'm not sure how we'll do that show. Maybe Brian will get us some quotes from some people or something like that. Yeah, we'll or see what I can do. I'll roll solo from you know the office or we'll figure it out. But we, uh, we will be back next week with the show. Yeah. Maybe we'll record it before he leaves. Who knows? Who knows? Just stay by the channel, as they say. Yes. And then two weeks from now, we'll talk a little national. And I'll let you guys know if I was able to find any sort of soccer product on the floor. Maybe we can get a dealer interview for a future yeah, for absolutely. A future podcast. And, 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 we, and we will also, um, and I'm promising this right now, we will be opening a box of Panini Eminence that Brian stole <laughs> from Panini. I'm just kidding. I'm going to go just, purchase. I'm going to buy one. I'll put it on kidding. the company credit card. Yes. I don't think that will be that charge will be approved but uh, i'm well, gonna try yeah. who knows <laughs> either way we're gonna get one and we're gonna open it yeah let's and do we're it gonna lord it over all the bilbos e bilbos anyway make sure to uh, subscribe on itunes or soundcloud and follow us follow the beckett account on twitter use the hashtag bilbos e bilbos until next time i am scott bedgood i am brian fleischer